Hey, remember how a couple of weeks ago I asked for, I like had a call to action for all of our listeners. And I said, Hey, if anyone has tattoo ideas, let me know. Um, I have another <gasps> crowdsource that I would like, <laughs> and this is actually way okay. more important to me. Um, if anyone has solutions to under eye bags, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina, we were dying laughing yesterday because normally when you tell me I'm I'm one of your biggest cheerleaders. <laughs> and so when you tell me something is wrong or that you don't look a certain way, I'm always like, what are you talking about? You're so beautiful. Like, no, that's not true. Like, what? This is the best thing I've ever read. And you were like, my bags are so bad. And then you texted me a picture. I go, oh, yeah, the, those are bad. <laughs> you couldn't even hold it in. I could not. No, they were reaction. super bad. You were like, oh, you're it looked, horrifying. It looked like you had an allergic reaction. I, I don't know. I think my sleep is really bad. <laughs> I've probably aged like 10 years in the last month. I know. No. I mean, well, I mean, in the last year, it's been tough. So I feel like. I don't know. My body is just like mm-hmm. crumbling and it's all showing up in There's my eyes. There's some term. Yeah. I cannot remember the term that I heard, but I was scrolling the interwebs. Of I'm going to I'm gonna start saying <laughs> I read in a book. So I read in a book <laughs> that there's something, I believe it's called the sleep deficit, which basically is like your sleep will come a knocking one day. So like you might sleep 20 hours one I'll day and hibernate. be like, what the hell's wrong with me? But really, it's – yeah, it's your body like truly trying to regenerate and capture back all of the lost – all of its no longer working functions yeah. due to your poor sleep. I do have like once a month, I have a day, an evening where I go to sleep at 6 p.m. and I sleep until 7 a.m. There you go. At least That's once That's probably it. Um. Okay. It's trying. Your body's trying. Speaking of reading things in a book, I posted this on our Instagram story the other day, and I was surprised by how many people have read this book, and I can't believe I was so late to the game. But it is called Dark Matter, and let me pull up the author. Corinne, if you have not read it, you would love it. I have not. Okay. Blake Crouch. And it's, you know how every time we have conversations, we're like, oh, what if this timeline is happening? And what if there's all these multiple dimensions and it's split and it's gone this way? Yeah. This book explores all of that. Ooh. Ooh. I would like this. It's so cool. It's okay. It's a great book. And I think they're turning it- I'm totally going to get it. Into a series, someone said. I'm, I'm not sure. But- Oh. It's great. Okay. Highly recommend. Awesome. I definitely will read it. I'm into listening to books these yes. days because I just- so I have about two books that I've been reading like one chapter a month, like actually reading because I barely have time to do that. But when you listen to books, I do it when I'm cleaning, like when I'm doing all my short chores, when I'm walking to my workout class. And that's – I've been crushing books that way. So I will grab it on Audible yes. or through my library or something. Well, what books have you been listening to? Mm, I'm listening to The Tattooist of Auschwitz right mm. now. It is so good. Is it? It's heavy. Um, like a true story, nonfiction. Uh, no, I I think it's fiction. Okay, okay. but it's I think <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> I wasn't. Maybe trained. I didn't pay enough attention in the opening credits. <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain it's okay. It's fiction. I imagine it's all, you would it's know. It's based on this. Do you're you? really in, in your thoughts right now? <laughs> I have to look this up now because I don't want to be an idiot. That's like it's fiction and it's someone's actual story from surviving the Holocaust. Yeah, it's it's historical fiction. Okay, okay good. 
<laughs> I was like, oh my God, I have done a horrible thing <laughs> by listening to this and not, yeah. That one's super good. Um, I'm currently reading in person. In person. Like, with, or I guess I listen in person. I read with my eyes. Um, Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Hmm. Well, I don't know it. I think that's what it's called. It's all about basically her trauma of being raised by her mom, who is this extreme narcissist and just was just a really manipulative and emotionally abusive person. Wow. So are you on Goodreads? What else am I reading? Oh, and then I just started um, in five years. I don't know it. I'm all over the place. That's good. You're reading I'm like historical fiction. I'm nonfiction. I am romance. You've got like a mix. I, I yeah. Wait, are you on? Because then, when you have different ones, you can pick up what you're in the mood for. You know, like I'm not always in the mood for something heavy, and I'm not always in the mood for a romance. Are you on Goodreads? Yes, I am. Okay, I need to start actually logging stuff. I usually do, but like sometimes I'm months behind what I actually have done. Yeah, me too. But, I, I will say, yes, reading on the Kindle is the only way I actually keep up with Goodreads because when you finish a book. It then asks you for your review on, and it's connected to your Goodreads. But I just mm. read A Flicker in the Dark, which I, everyone was talking about. I will say, I'm going to brag real quick. I guessed and knew who it was, who the killer was, before page 30. <gasps> you did? Okay. Well, now I feel like this is a challenge to all of <laughs> us that we have to read this and see if we pick up on the same clues. Now we know that the clues are within the first 30 I know. Pages I was going to say the specific page, but then that gives it away. So within the first 30. Yeah. Don't, don't do yeah. that. We'll see. We'll see. I also just read- That's like I felt very braggy when I, when I in the first like 20 minutes of watching or like 15 minutes of watching The Glass Onion, <laughs> the Knives Out movie, yeah. got it. Oh, you got yeah. that one that quick. But it's it's fun. Yeah. Wow. Brava. But then I was convincing myself it wasn't. Yeah. I was like, that's way too obvious. <laughs> and then my relatives were like, is it obvious? <laughs> I like, You're I don't a know. genius. Um, well, so are you because you got page 30. Sometimes I think it's more just like it's it's fun to I, when you identify something and get something right. And then that just means I think that we're on the same wavelength as the author or the writer. Like our brains just are, work the same way as whoever wrote yeah. that. And that means that we can write and create as many stories and be just as successful, right? That's how that works. Yeah. Wait, what were you saying you were reading? I interrupted oh, you. Oh, that's okay. To brag about myself in the glass on Well, <laughs> honestly, that deserved some applause. So high praise to you. Madame. Thanks. High praise to you, too. Bow down to the master. Adoo-do. <laughs> Did you just go adoo-do? Adoo-do. Adoo-do. I don't know. I'm just saying noises at this point. I have no idea what, I, what is happening. So. Uh, should we do a, a round of word association? Yes. First, let's say this is two girls, one ghost. <laughs> two girls, one ghost. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and this is Dudu and this is Didi. And this is Dudu and Dada. I'm Sabrina. I almost said I'm Corinne. I'm Sabrina. That's Corinne. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I'll start word association. Dumb. Penis. Ooh. Sorry. But. <laughs> Nickel. Wait, this is Al not word alopecia. association. I'm just saying words. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on. Hold on. Brain. It's supposed to be word association, well, not just say another no, word. No, you can it, Okay, let's it go. It is what comes to mind. It doesn't have to be <laughs> it doesn't have to be connected. Well, cuz my my brain was going so fast. I was like alopecia, hair, skin, skull, 
brain. Like I, I went to pick Phew. one. Yeah. Okay, you start. Yeah. Nickelodeon. Boogers. Plants. Stomach. Leia. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Adorable. <laughs> okay. Podcasting. Ghost stories. Us. Us. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, this is um, yes. this is Two Girls, One Ghost. This is an Encounters episode, which you may have been like, I don't know what episode this is because you're talking for so long. That's just what we do. Hi. Yeah. Normally, we don't talk at the beginning of these much. But, but we're chatty girls today. Mm-hmm. I guess also before we start. Oh, more. Okay. We should probably tell you <gasps> that we have two live shows. <laughs> yes, actually. Th- That's very important. I mean, it's a week from now. Yeah. It, time is ticking. It is here. We are going to be it is here. in Portland, Maine on April 14th, Friday. 14th. We're going to be in my old neck of the woods, New Brunswick, New Jersey on April 26th. Yeah, we are. It's our first time doing shows since 2019 That's in wild. person. So we're shaking down our boots a little bit, but these are going to be some good, you know, shows yeah. to start out with. We're hoping to plan more, but we'll we'll see how these go. Yes. Hopefully everyone doesn't throw dead chicken carcasses on stage <laughs> at us and we do okay. But a reminder, uh, when we come out, you say, boo, you boo us. Yeah, you're supposed to boo us. Yes. We'll instruct you in case yes. you cheer and No cheering. <laughs> Only booing. No cheering. Only boos. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's going to be a super, super fun show. We, together, were like, what should we do for our live show? And we decided that because we're so haunted and because we felt so hexed. Cursed. Over time. Yep. Why not do a show surrounding curses? Yes. So come and find out about the curses that we feel have been bestowed upon yes. us. And some really creepy, freaky, fun curses that are out in the world as well. And we're going to have some fun surprises and like, I don't know, interactive uh, experiences perhaps. Come hang out. Come come hold our hands, please, Aww. because we'll be super nervous. <laughs> hold our hands. The ghosts will be there. <laughs> I that need someone to volunteer laughter. to be my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your buddy. <laughs> Duh, I'm here. That's true. I'm not enough. That's I'm true. Not enough. I'm going to bring sunglasses so that when things get too scary, I'm just going to put my sunglasses on and I won't be able to see anything. <laughs> or like a sleep mask and just oh, do the rest. Um, pretend for, <laughs> pretend there's no ghosts around me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you want to start? Should I start? Um, why don't I start? I would love that. I have, a, I have a short one that I think we will all enjoy here. Okay. And this is from Heather. Hi, ladies. I've always been into true crime, aliens, and ghost stories. My roomie suggested that I listen to your podcast, and I'm so dang glad she did. Thanks, roomie. I swear I've listened to 14 episodes in seven days. Oops. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. Yes. Let's just say, great content and wonderful personalities. I'm into it. Oh, my God. Patting ourselves on the back here. Thank you. So many compliments. gosh. I've never been told that before. (laughs) I like to write all of these down and just look at them at night and be like, remember, people think you're okay. (laughs) It doesn't matter what people think, Corinne. It's about how much you love yourself. It matters what phantoms think. Yeah, that's true. I do care about that. (laughs) Without them, we would be nothing. I have a We would be nothing. I'm not even a person without you. We're just ghosts. We're just ghosts. We're just little weird people wandering through the world who didn't really have a community. So now we do, which is good. Yes. 
I have a short ghost story. I was about eight years old at the time, and I was obsessed with fairytopia and all things fairies. I mean, I would grab the neighbors and make fairy houses and wait for little gifts that my parents would put in them. I love that. Obsessed. One night, I had my nightgown on, and at the foot of my bed, I had a chest with my fairytopia playset on it. I rolled over, and beside the chest was a girl. She looked to be a few years older than me. She had braided pigtails, a pink shirt, and overalls. She didn't move whatsoever, but was pointing at the playset. How freaking creepy. I pulled my blanket over my head, and I hadn't seen anything since. The next day, I went to hang out with the neighbor boys, a year younger than me, and told them about my experience. And they said, oh, you mean Linda? Was she wearing overalls and pigtails? We see her skipping along the woods sometimes. (laughs) Nope. My home and surrounding homes were built right around the time that I was born. My mom had her home built, but my neighborhood has some crazy ghost stories. Ghosts jumping out of a neighbor's window and my brother seeing an old gray man. Anyways, I absolutely love your podcast. Excited to hear more. Keep doing what you're doing, Heather. Heather, you have more stories that you need to follow up with clearly. I, okay, love Linda because she has overalls on, but also Linda. Okay. I know it's creepy because no one wants to wake up to a little girl in their bedroom in the middle of the night, but Mm -hmm. she was, she likes the fairies. She likes the fairy. She wants to play with the yeah. fairy Topia set, which so do I. That Same. sounds like a dream. Right? But it's just, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a creepy experience to see someone in your room mm-hmm. and then to have confirmation of that little girl the next day from fellow people in the neighborhood being like, oh, yeah, we see her often. Like, she chills around here. She's skipping along the tree line. But that probably gives you comfort, right? To be like, oh, that's, I'm not the only one who saw this girl. And I'm not true, you know, losing my mind. Come here. And now you know your fairy topia set wasn't haunted, so it wasn't. That's true. Fairy topia set was not at risk of of. Well, I don't know. Maybe she would attach herself to it because she was super into it. Maybe, but yeah. But please follow up, Heather, because no. I mean, I'm most curious about this ghost that threw itself out of your neighbor's window. Yeah. What? It reminds me of uh, ghosts. The British, yeah. the BBC version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Okay. Thank you for starting it off with this really kind of sweet short story. I am going to pivot majorly. And um, I have a couple of trigger warnings for this story. There are okay. mentions of suicide and sexual assault. This is from our listener, Gammy, and it is called, I Met the Devil. It Wanted Me and Still Does. Hello, ladies. I like that it starts off. So nice. Hi. Hi, Cammie. I'd like to start off by saying I am a huge fan of TGOG. I listened to all the episodes in less than three months, all five and something years worth. Yes. Holy mackerel. Very impressive. That deserves praise. Bow down to Master Gammy. I know. I mean, that's motivating. Here I am being like, I can barely finish a book and- Gammy's crushing through thousands of hours of audio. Also, I have a hard time listening Thank to you. myself for that long. Like, wow, impressed. <laughs> um, I have to sleep. I can't spend Sounds that like Gammy doesn't myself. sleep either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just saying, I don't think she does. I don't think they do sleep. <laughs> I don't sleep either, but I 
just spend the evening staring at the ceiling or reading books so I'm not alone in my thoughts. Okay, back to Gammy. I love the atmosphere you guys created around the paranormal during each episode, so I thought this would be the perfect opportunity and community to share my experience with the unknown. Full disclosure, this is a long one and does have churchy undertones. Even though I am a devout Pentecostal, it is fair to say I'm devout in my own way. I do believe in some of the teaching from my denomination, but I get annoyed with the diehard, the Bible is all we need to know, and whatever we already know is in the whole truth types. But what I experienced made me believe 100% that there are things out there we should not be looking for, and that there's a God, and that there's a devil. I guess I should start before I was even born. When my mom was pregnant with me, she went to a church service, which had a visiting evangelist. During altar call, the evangelist called my mom up to the altar, laid his hands on her belly, and said, there are dark forces fighting for her life. Weeks after, during labor, my mom went into hypovolemic and hypoglycemic shock. This caused her to lose consciousness, leaving me stuck in the birth canal with no oxygen. I was technically dead for three minutes. The doctors tried to act fast and in the process, severed nerve endings in my spinal cord, leaving me with a birth injury. But that was just the start of my connection with the paranormal. My life has been filled with numerous death-related close calls, ranging from not seeing a semi-truck coming my way while crossing the street, only to be stopped by my mom seconds before the truck would have obliterated me, to almost falling Ooh, out of a- thinking about that. Yeah. To almost falling out of a moving car on a busy street with heavy oncoming traffic. But my story is not about those experiences. My story is about the time I met the devil. Since childhood, I've always had a sixth sense. I could feel emotions, ill intentions, and presences I couldn't explain. Always subtle, like goosebumps, racing heart rate, and feeling faint. But the best way to describe it is just an overwhelming sense of unease. I've always believed in the supernatural, mainly due to my upbringing. So I do believe in angels and demons and that they are in a constant battle for our souls. According to my denomination and what I believe, Demons will use whatever and whoever to try to have you stray from the right path. What I mean by that is that demons will masquerade as people, animals, and loved ones, dead or alive, to have you believe what they want you to believe, to mess with your emotions. They'll feed off all energy and emotions, but thrive on the negative, therefore making you even more susceptible to influencing negativity. At least that's what I believe. I still, however, understand that there are many things out there that we do not know yet, so I'm very open to any and all possibilities. But enough on that. Here is my story. My story begins four years ago. During that time, I had a conversion episode. Basically, my body stopped working from stress brought on by manic depression due to multiple sexual assaults. That was the darkest period in my entire life. Depression had consumed my life. I was not a functioning human. During this period, I was staying with my mom and my sister, and this is when I had my first encounter. Here's what happened. I was laying on one of the couches in the living room, which at this time was carpeted. I was laying with my back to the edge of the couch, and my blanket was draping onto the floor. It had been about five to ten minutes of me laying there when I heard the thud and crunch of a person walking on the carpet. The steps were getting closer. I turn around to make sure it's not my sister or my mom checking on me, but there was no one there. 
I ignore it and tell myself it was just my mind playing tricks on me. So I turn back and try to relax. Then I hear it again, the thudding and crunching of the carpet beneath someone's feet, the steps getting closer. I turn around again and still no one was there. So I turn back to face the couch, but now convinced that it is my sister messing with me. I hear the steps again coming towards me, getting closer and closer and closer until they're right behind me. So I yell, leave me the fuck alone, Gabby. And then there's silence. I have this incredibly unsettling feeling that there's someone standing right behind me. I try not to move as to not humor my sister. And then I feel the tugging of my blanket on the floor as if someone had just stepped on it and was now standing directly behind me. Convinced it was my sister, I swing around and yell, fucking bitch. I'm normally nicer to my sister, but I was going through some shit, okay? But I stood frozen at the sight of an empty living room. I snapped out of it when my mom poked her head out of the hallway and asked me what was wrong. I told her that everything was okay and to go back to bed. Needless to say, I did not sleep the rest of that night. The next morning, my mom asked her to join her for lunch since my sister was off to work. We sat at the kitchen table in silence. I was still shooken up from the night before, but I couldn't quite figure out what was bothering my mom. Just as I finish lunch and I'm about to leave, my mom gets up from the table to hug me. I ask, is everything okay? And she says, I think we need to pray. I ask her why, and she proceeds to recount a nightmare that she had the night before. She told me that she dreamt I was drowning in what looked like mud. In her dream, she was doing everything she could to keep me from going under, fighting to save me. And she kept hearing a voice saying, we are waiting. Oh, that's so ominous. Yeah. We are waiting. So scary. I. Multiple. I mean, we means multiple. Yes. Things are after this person. Yikes. This child. Yeah. I, convinced that my pastor mom was just trying to get me to go to church and pray, brushed her off and told her that it was just a dream. She anointed me with oil and said a quick prayer before I went back to bed. Tension started building between my mother and me. At that point in my life, I couldn't care less about God. Religion and my spirituality and my mother being a pastor would not stop trying to shove it down my throat. This caused me to move out of my mother's apartment and move in with my boyfriend. This is where a new wave of terror met me. After moving in with my boyfriend, I started having some pretty serious dreams. Night terrors, sleep paralysis episodes, encounters. I don't really know what they are, but I'll let you decide. The first time I experienced an encounter, I guess could definitely be categorized as sleep paralysis. It was by far a very scary experience. I don't remember going to bed, but I do remember noticing that I'm laying in bed. I look around the room and it seems empty at first. I try to get up, but I cannot move a single muscle. I look around the room in fear. I look to the window and it's a perfectly sunny day outside. I look towards the closet and nothing seems to be out of sorts. As I'm moving my eyes to the door, I notice that there is someone now sitting on the edge of the bed by my feet. I can only see the side of their face and they or it looked female. I start screaming, but no sounds come out. And then I hear it laugh, almost like a snicker, like it knew something I didn't. This thing slowly turns its head towards me and I can hear what sounds like bones cracking. Its face gray and discolored, its smile unnaturally large, its eyes black with red irises. I had never experienced fear like that ever in my life. I felt myself shaking and sweating, this thing just sitting there, staring, smiling. 
after what felt like hours of it just sitting there, it slowly, oh no, it slowly starts to crawl onto me. It comes oh, inches from my face and says, we are waiting. No! <laughs> In an unnatural speed, it almost teleports to a corner of the room and laughs. Then again to the other corner. Then again, but this time it stops inches from my face. This cycle repeats about 10 more times, and just like that, it is gone. I'm finally able to move, and all I could manage to do was cry. I cried until my boyfriend got home. I explained to him what happened, and even though I could tell he did not believe that there was something in the house, he did believe in my experience. These encounters would happen so frequently that I was afraid to be alone or even be in the house. I wouldn't go to the bathroom or the kitchen by myself. I constantly felt like I was being watched constantly felt a presence near me. I would hear cabinets banging, lights would flicker, I would see shadows out of the corner of my eye. It was a living nightmare. It only worsened my depression, and I thought I was going insane. Constant fear drove me to want to end my life. Thank God I was unsuccessful. The night before my suicide attempt, I was in the living room watching TV waiting for my boyfriend to come home. The TV was directly next to the doorway into the kitchen. So if you're looking at the TV, the doorway is directly in your peripheral vision. I remember watching The Office, my all-time favorite show. As I'm staring at the TV, I could see flashes or shadows in the doorway. But every time I looked there, there was nothing. This happened pretty much an entire episode, and I was starting to think that maybe I had something in my eye. And then it showed up. Still looking at the TV, I could see in my peripheral a shadow figure slowly peeking its head from the kitchen. Except this time, when I looked, it was there. I still could see it, its white eyes, its wide and toothy smile, its disproportionate figure. I'm so scared writing this, I'm shivering. It just stood there, watching me. I screamed, but it didn't move. The only way out was through the kitchen. I was trapped. I took my blanket like a scared little girl, placed it over my head. The room was so cold. I was crying, too afraid to look again. And then I hear it start walking towards me. I hear the creaking of the hardwood floors and what sounded like men's dress shoes coming my way. With every step, I jumped and whimpered. And then I feel the tug on my blanket like someone had just stepped on it. I had never been so scared in my life. The fear I felt was indescribable. Amidst my crying, I hear it whisper, we are waiting. And just like that, the room was warm and cozy again, and the presence and fear I had felt before was gone. Just seconds later, my boyfriend walked into the house. I crumbled into his arms and couldn't say what happened. No words would come out, so he just held me until I fell asleep. I had completely forgotten that that night, my boyfriend was leaving for a weekend trip with his family. We weren't too close, so I had decided I didn't want to go which was a bad idea. I woke up to an empty house. And from the moment I woke up, I could feel something was off. The house felt tense, scary. The entire day, I felt like my heart and chest were being compressed. It was awful. By nightfall, I was exhausted mentally and physically, and I just wanted everything to end. That is when I made the decision to try to end my life. My choice, pills. I took the entire bottle, laid there waiting for darkness to consume me. But as I lay there, I hear a voice simply say, no. And in that moment, it was like a weight was lifted from the atmosphere. Everything felt lighter. I wasn't scared anymore. I immediately grabbed the phone and called 911 to tell them I had made a mistake. 
As is expected, I spent some time in an institution, and during that time, my mother came to visit me. We hugged, kissed, cried, and talked. But one day, when she was about to leave, she had told me that right about the time that I had taken the pills, she, in her mind, was reminded of the nightmare she had and immediately begun to intercede with a deep, intense, focused prayer, asking God to save me, to protect me, to help me. She felt as though she was in a spiritual warfare. Six hours later is when she got the call from authorities. Oh my God, I have chills. Oh, this is so a mother's intuition meets just supernatural intervention. Yes, exactly. Wow. Yeah. This reminds me of your experience seeing the light and dark fighting over your sister. I mean, wow. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad their mom felt this and knew this and knew to basically call upon yeah. some light to help this situation. And that's why Gammy was able to hear that could. voice. No, you know, and help yeah. feel that lightness and get rid of the darkness. <sighs> I still have goosebumps. It's just like <laughs> waves of chills right now. Yes. Okay. To wrap it up, Gammy says, it hit me that it almost got what it had always wanted me. I know this story might seem outlandish and even crazy, but I guarantee it is all true. It happened to me. I almost left this earth. And since then, I have tried to search for God in my own way, tried to be closer to him. It might all just be creations of a depressed mind, but the voice I heard that night say no, changed the trajectory of my entire life. I'd like to think it was God telling me whatever it was that it couldn't have me. Even though I've moved on, there are times where I still feel heavy presences, but I've learned that I have more power over evil entities than they have over me, and that in those instances, you must tell it to leave. So whenever I feel off, I just say, you have no power, you must leave. It seems like it has been working, and I'm grateful for whatever happened that night because otherwise I would not be here. I still wonder though, if it didn't take me that night, will it try again? Thank you for reading my super long story. I hope that if there is someone out there who might be going through something similar, that they know even though there are evil forces out there fighting for us, the good always prevails. Stay spooky and see you on the other side, Gammy. Gammy, man. Yeah. I am so sorry, Gammy, that you had to go through all of that. I know, seriously. I mean, we're no strangers to paranormal activity and no strangers to depression. Or trauma. Here, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so sorry that you had to yeah. go through that. So glad you're here with Agreed. us. Agreed. And very grateful that you felt comfortable sending this story for, for us to read. And I do. And speak about. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And I also agree that hopefully this story can help other people because yeah. we, you know, as we just, as you just said, Corinne, we are, we have experienced some very similar things and it, it can feel so isolating. So I hope that other people can hear this story and know that they're not alone. And like Amy said, we can defeat the dark forces. We are stronger. Yes. And too, I just feel like, I, I mean, this is, it's so scary. This is reminding me, I know I reference this movie all the time, but Insidious, because in Insidious, you know, the little boy is trapped in the astral plane and there's things coming after him. The same things that ancestrally, like, came after his dad and probably people before him or whatever Mm -hmm. the storyline is. But this is just the fact that it's like, we, we are waiting for you. It's like, what, what's your plan once you have Gammy is my question. What does this do for you? 
is this was the goal to actually ever fully get gammy or is it the feeding off of the negativity yeah. and the fear and the depression is it just to keep that going so that the, these demons can be fed or is there some actual use of someone's soul of someone deciding to no longer be here that somehow benefits them yeah i don't know it's awful but i just wh- why like why demons i mean does it just feed their energy even more or are they just malicious oh, i mean it, is it just pure evil and there is no answer i don't i don't know yeah i was actually talking to joe about this joe actually when i went to my session he was like let's talk about the podcast when like we should totally do something so it's gonna happen eventually but we were talking about dark forces and how as they it he's like they're like cells and they once they target one cell in your body they start to like multiply and open up space for more of them and they do become a we it's not just one they it's like a virus Mm. oh gosh an infection yeah yes here's the thing about stories experiences like this that people have is that no matter how much darkness there is no matter how many demons are against you the thing that i love that i think we should all remember is that it doesn't take that much positivity to bring you out of it yeah the positive side is so much stronger than anything that the darkness can bring in yeah, but it's sometimes hard to remember that or or know that when the darkness is just deteriorating your mind and your soul and manipulating oh, your reality and 100% terrifying you. Exactly. Because I mean perception is reality and yeah. you're not in a space when you're being beaten down like that to to think this way. So I'm just so glad that Gammy heard that voice, heard the no. Yeah. The Gammy's mom felt the need to pray. The Yeah. The yeah, and not just something. It's also amazing that her mom didn't just you know wipe it away as some odd feeling or some dream or like whatever you know. Because I feel like there's so many times where our intuition and our gut instinct tells us something and we ignore it. And yeah. I've I probably ignore it eighty percent of the time. Right. Every time I do, I get mad at myself <laughs> and I say, next time I'm not going to ignore it. But then sometimes I do because sometimes I have a hard time differentiating between anxiety, yes. anxious thoughts, intrusive thoughts, and me picking up on something. So sometimes I'm like, it's okay, Corinne. Like, don't. Yeah. Like, I literally made Brian move from a spot on the couch the other day because I, like, had this feeling that someone in an, another apartment, a gun was going to go off and he he was going to be, like, struck. Uh, I have a really hard time <sighs> understanding what is my gut and what is my neuroses. Right. <laughs> We're all riding the line, man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you, Gammy, for sharing that. Um, we really, really are, are glad that you felt comfortable to share your experience yes. and be open and, and vulnerable with us. I was so excited to find this email oh. in our inbox because it is sent from a listener who lives in one of the countries that I always say is the most haunted. Can you give a guess? Mexico? Nope. The other one? Philippines? Yes! <laughs> We're going to the Philippines. I feel like we... Yeah. That was like trivia. <laughs> I had to remember things yeah. that you've said If anyone comes to our, our live show, maybe we'll give you a pop <gasps> quiz. So remember everything we say. Which we don't <laughs> even remember. So the fact that we're going to hold... No. <laughs> expectation of others. <laughs> 
Okay, this is called Properly Paranormal Philippines. Oh. Why, hello. Hello. I've written you a few times. I have an infinite amount of weird (laughs) shit that occurs in my life. So to my email, I go. (laughs) However, this email won't be about my personal encounters, but from deep within my family history. (gasps) I love these types of To preface, right? Yes. This is just like proof that you need to talk to everyone around you about paranormal activity because then you'll absorb all of these stories and get to regurgitate them. To us. So it's a win-win. To us. Yes. To preface, both my maternal and paternal grandmothers were born and raised in the Philippines. My maternal grandma, Nana Lily, grew up in the deep jungle of Alam Samar, Visayas, as part of the Warai Warai tribe, famous for killing Magellan during colonization. This will be a short collection of stories from her childhood. When my grandmother was a young girl, our family was very rooted in what we know today as witchcraft. Of course, this was mainly spiritual and medical practices using their knowledge of plants and the environment. With that being said, there were some other elements to this practice. The way it was told to me, my grandmother was watching over the relative's newborn baby. My grandmother thought that this was the most adorable baby and she just couldn't help but make those, I want to squeeze you because you're so cute noises. Of course. Well, fast forward a few days, the baby falls deeply ill and the family is worried. My grandma's sister and her mom instantly knew that this was caused by my grandmother's strong feelings towards the baby. What? Think of it like the idea of an evil eye. Her intentions were not bad, but her power was still so strong and she was unaware. Her strong feelings and attention caused this illness in the baby. So her mom and her sister sprung to action. They had my grandma take a handful of raw rice and chew it up in her mouth while her sister said a prayer. They then had my grandma spit the rice onto her hand and rub it counterclockwise on the baby's stomach. Several moments go by and several prayers were said. After a few moments, the baby was lively and cooing and any sign of illness had just disappeared. From then on, my grandma was taught how to control her abilities, whatever those abilities were that she inhabited. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yes. Especially because the baby's okay. These next two stories, yeah, right? Like no ill intent, just learning how your energy affects people. Jeez. What a magical family too that everybody else in the family were like, we know what to do. (laughs) It's like a practical magic. It totally is. These next two stories are where things get pretty weird. My grandmother and her family all shared a single room Nipa hut growing up, and they slept on the bamboo floors and mats together without any electricity. One night, as the family was falling asleep, my grandma notices lights out in the distance. They were coming from the water onto the shore, so she quickly peeked in between the bamboo slats to see outside. She recalls seeing people that dressed like soldiers holding lanterns floating above the sand. She calls out for my Lolo, her father, and he quickly snaps, Shh, Lily, do not make a sound. Close your eyes and sleep. Of course, my grandma, being young and feisty, continues pointing out and saying, Where are their feet? (laughs) My Lolo snaps at her again and says, Don't let them hear you. Close your eyes and be quiet. She would later find out that those were said to be the spirits of the soldiers who died during the Spanish rule over the Philippines. If they heard you, they would take you. Oh, it's like night marchers. Right? I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. So scary. It's like, don't look. Yeah. Don't move. Pretend you don't see Exactly. It's also the advice everybody who lives in the Appalachian, Appalachian Mountains gives. Yeah. You see something, you hear something, no you don't. Ignore (laughs) it. Be in your own bubble. 
walk to safety uh, calmly. A few nights later, my grandmother's having a horrible dream that a Mananangal came down and stole her brother away. What? She screamed for him and she could hear him screaming her name. She woke up and her brother from the dream was on the opposite side of the hut, arms stretched towards the window like he had been <gasps> dragged. Oh. <laughs> terrifying so scary this last story is from my mother she also grew up in the philippines but on the clark afb when it was still running and then they say look up clark afb hospital that's where her and my dad were born super haunted okay okay so we definitely need to check that out yeah yeah when she was young and growing up on the base she pretty much had her entire family surrounding her as neighbors and roommates there was one night when her and her two older sisters were in the living room when suddenly the power went out now this was not uncommon in the area they frequently experienced brownouts however when looking out the window at the other houses it seemed everyone still had power as my mom was questioning it she starts to see a figure she describes a beautiful lady head to toe in white glowing as she floated by the window my mom quickly grabs her sister and they sit and they watch this figure together they watch for what seems like several minutes as this figure keeps reappearing from the same side of the window as if she's circling the house After a while, my grandma and her sister come into the room and all of them are now witnessing. These three girls are witnessing this happening. Suddenly, they hear a wailing. It it sounded like sobs of pure agony from a woman's voice. My grandma thought it was her sister who was known for that kind of cry. (laughs) Oh, that makes me so sad. However, she was in the room with them. So not her. (laughs) Is your aunt, oh, is your great aunt okay? <laughs> like, what? what? It's like, oh, cries of agony. That reminds me of you, auntie. <laughs> Sometimes those are like the really cathartic cries, though, you know, like you just have yeah. to get them out. Yeah. They searched the house and they figured it was coming from the bathroom. They opened the door and the crying stopped. No one was in there. The lights flickered back on and the glowing lady was gone. This would be what's known in the Philippines as the white lady. There are many different superstitions and lore behind white lady sightings, but thankfully nothing bad occurred after. My mom says it felt calming. Hmm. Despite the wailing. Of agony. Despite despite the wailing of agony. It's heartbreaking. Power going out. Yeah. I could have gone further because there's so much that has happened to my grandma alone, let alone the rest of my family. (laughs) My grandma's still going strong and has her abilities. I've learned that I come from a family of healers and dream weavers of sorts. I, too have showed signs of some sort of of the same abilities my mother and grandmother have. Jealous. Thanks for all the time you gals spend providing amazing stories and research. You'll always be the first to know when my hauntings occur. <laughs> Stay spooky, sisters. Nia May. Nia May. My goodness. Nia May. Your family is so powerful and magical. Yeah. And I love that, Nia Mae, you have powers too. Harness those things. I know. Well, and too, I mean, coming from a whole line of of family that appears to know what to do, you know, starting with even her her great-grandmother being mm-hmm. like, okay, to her grandmother, here's what you need to do to kind of harness your own powers and not inflict unintentional harm on to anybody else. So I feel like there's so many resources for Nia Mae. And I think that I I want to tap into what she learned. So Nia May, can you just can you just tell us? Can, can the teachings trickle down and you just tell us what what you? We hear? just need a master class. 
We do. We should we really get, do. Okay. All of our witchy listeners, all of our magic healing. The coven. Yeah, the coven. Just give Crit and I a lesson. Just teach us. Be our teachers. Guide us. Yeah. I do learn a lot from the Discord channel with the coven where people are sharing things. I mean, even there's so many channels on Discord, yeah. on our Discord server that I just learn a lot from people just like swapping advice for manifestations and protections and spells and what crystal to use and different herbs and all that stuff. There's, yeah. It is really nice to just have this sort of like a forum of idea sharing and practice swapping. I agree. But yeah, I feel bad for that lady in white because she clearly was going through something. It's given a little bit of moaning Myrtle vibes, right? You know, like scream crying, walking around. I mean, she was pacing. She was going around and around and around the house. I know. Oh, it makes me think that she like, I don't know, was looking for something or miss or lost something. Yeah. The Mananangal dream uh, that her grandmother had. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I can't. It's so scary. It reminds me a little bit of my friend Nikita's experience when she dreamed she was being dragged down the hall and then she woke up the next morning and had rug burns all down her legs as if she were yes. dragged down the hall. Oh, I hate that. It reminds that. me of that where it's like, it's you think you're experiencing it in a dream, but it's actually happening. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> And also, like, I thought Manam Nangal's go after women. So I was, I'm s- surprised that, or maybe it's kids too. I don't, I don't Well, children. Yeah. I think it's kids too. Yeah. yeah. All of those, like La Lechuza, La Llorona, yeah. Mananangal, all these child seekers. Don't love that. Um, but speaking. As if having kids isn't scary <laughs> enough. Well, speaking of that, that actually is a great transition into my last story because <laughs> it is called, My Father Made a Deal with the Devil to Give His Firstborn Son. No, What? And this is from our listener, Stephanie. Hi, ladies. Not Okay. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. I've been listening for a couple of months. Encounters 152 reminded me that 40 years ago, my father made a deal with the devil to get him out of prison. And she clarifies for check fraud, nothing murdery or crazy like that. The agreement was to give the devil his firstborn son. So hello, my name is Stephanie. You can use my name. And I am my father's only child, a daughter. Years later, when he and my mom found out they were pregnant, he prayed to God that I would be protected and renounced his deal. He immediately went and had a vasectomy as to never take the risk again. For years, there was a dark, sometimes wolf-like shadow following him, and I could see them (gasps) darting in the corners of the house when he was home. When I was 11- No way! When I was 11, my parents decided to divorce and had one last argument before he left with his suitcase. My mom saw this tall wolf shadow linger behind my dad moments after he walked out of their bedroom for the last time. The shadows were gone, and all we were left with was this sweet elderly lady who likes to play my piano and hang out during my birthday sleepovers, and then we also have a phantom kitty. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) My dad had a near-death experience five years after this, and it was after a surgery gone wrong. And since then, the shadows are gone. Did it cleanse him? I don't know. Anywho. Wow. Love you guys and the podcast. And now that October is over, I feel better about coming back to listen to those episodes. It has been a series of unfortunate events all year, so I needed as much light and bright in my life. 
Hopefully, after being literally hit by a school bus on October 31st, I can put all the bad luck <gasps> we've had behind us. Oh, Stephanie. Oh my God, Stephanie. Are you okay? <laughs> no, that's bad. It's so scary. I'm glad you're okay. Holy moly. Um, okay. Man, the first story you read, they nearly got hit by a bus. And then we end with <laughs> Stephanie actually getting hit by a bus. Jeez. Okay, last sentence that Stephanie says is, however, a hurricane is hitting us today, so maybe I'm not out of the woods yet. See you on the other side, Stephanie. Okay, well, Stephanie, as horrible as those things are, and I'm very sorry that you got hit by a bus, I, I, I my gosh, I that's terrifying. It does. How very Regina George of you. Stephanie does seem to be protected. And, you know, the fact that she was not given to the devil. And even after that, her dad had made that deal. Um, it's good that it was firstborn son, not firstborn child, because my goodness. Yeah. Right. That distinction. And I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Well, just the fact that there was an actual shadow that. Stephanie's mom saw that Stephanie saw like it was experienced yeah. because it's one thing to just have a lot of nervous anxiety over a deal you thought you made. You were like, I put those intentions out into the universe. What if something comes collecting? Right. And I understand that nervousness completely. But it wasn't just what if. It it was. Yeah. It was. There was something there waiting. It said we made a deal and the I'm wolf. waiting to collect. Uh I really am curious about the near death experience as well, Stephanie. So just especially because like yeah. I wonder what he saw and yeah, if he hasn't seen the shadow since, like, is it because a piece of him left, like transcended this earth? Yeah. I don't know. I would love to know. Or maybe there's you just come back with more protection and power yeah. or something. Light. Like maybe you're just like slightly, slightly closer to tapped into the other side somehow. So you have this added shield. But I also wonder, I mean, we don't know anything about the NDE that he had. So Stephanie, if you can tell yeah, let if us you're know. comfortable sharing yeah. about his near-death experience. Let us know because I am curious, like, what if something in the universe essentially forced him to have this near-death experience so that they could cleanse him of this creature? What if it wasn't some freak That's a accident or question. weirdness? It was truly just we need to hard reset this this guy's soul. That's a great question. We'll have to know. We'll find out. We'll follow up. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. If you have any encounters, mm -hmm. sad, scary, spooky, cryptid like, I don't know, anything, please email it to us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com and buy tickets to our live shows. And hell yeah. we'll see you there. We'll see you live in person with our ghosts. Um, what else? Join us on Patreon. Toodaloo. Yeah, toodaloo. <laughs> bye bye. Um, Patreon. Toodaloo. Bye. Watch us on YouTube, rate and review all the all the things. We really appreciate you joining us week to week. We would be nothing without you. And thank you to our editors, Aiden Manning, and the entire team at Up Our Digital. We uh, also would be nothing without you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see some of you on this side in April if you're coming to our shows, but. Otherwise, we will see, see you, you on the, the other side. side.